Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Almost Famous Podcast where we're not, we're not going to be talking about The Bachelor. We're going to be talking about mostly Stars on Mars, which is a new show that I am on on Fox. It airs not next to, not not the same time as The Bachelor. At It airs at 8 on Fox on Monday nights. And then you can roll right over to ABC and watch The Bachelorette after you watch me on Mars, guys. So we did a little preview a couple days ago. Um, Ben's here, obviously. And he was asking me about what the Stars on Mars experience was like. And it was in Australia, in the middle of the outback, which is kind of cool. It looked it was a place that looked like Mars. Do I think they probably could have used like North or South Dakota? Probably. <laughs> but, you know, we went to the middle of nowhere. Ben, do you have any questions before we get on our um, my co-star uh, from Stars on Mars, Adam Rippon, who is a very well-known figure skater? Do you have questions for Adam and I about what Mars was like? Well, I have a lot of questions for the two okay, of you. Okay, great. Well, let's get them on. Hi, Ben. Hello, Adam. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Well, Adam is on the line. Hello, Adam. So thrilled to have you here to talk about the planet Mars. You were there before me, significantly before me, and Mm -hmm. you formed, I don't know if I want to say alliances, but like friendships and such before I got there. And um, tell us just how it was the first week or so on Mars before I got there. Um, Okay, so before you got there... um... I mean, sort of just like how when you got there, you didn't know what you were signing up for, right? A- absolutely not. No. Um, I knew that um, I was going to like a Mars simulation. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't know what that... I'm assuming that means I'm going to like the Graham Wailea. And I'm just going to be hanging out. And that's it. And then um, when we did the first few challenges, it was so physical I did think, um, and if I do think back, I think that I was in danger. You were in danger? I thought so. I was like concerned because I saw the cast list beforehand and I saw that there were so many athletes, yourself included. And I'm like, wait a second. This has got to be like a challenge show, like um, the one that Hannah Brown was on. What was it called? Um, special oh, the, Forces. Yes. I'm like, is this Special Forces, but on Mars? Like, I I told the casting producers I'm not in shape. No, and I I got asked to do Special Forces, and they and I th- they were like, um, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to do these things, um, these Marine like tasks, and I was like, there's a better chance of me actually joining the Marines than me doing this. <laughs> show and then um like a year later they're like would you like to go to mars and obviously (laughs) i'm an idiot and was like yes and so um when we got there it was just it was the the challenges that we did before you got there were so physical and like yes i'm an athlete on paper (laughs) but in practice i'm i wouldn't consider especially with the likes of like ronda rousey who could barehandedly kill me so (laughs) if she had to she wouldn't but if she had to she could she could Mm -hmm. now i don't i don't know how much you're able to give away 
Yeah. But I feel like there's a way to do this and and keep it very secretive. Because my thought is when I heard about this show mm-hmm. that yes, uh, so I'm claustrophobic. I well, don't tell know. Adam what happened. Well, so I got an email saying, hey, are you interested in doing this show? I couldn't mm-hmm. give up uh, as much time as they originally needed. I could give up a lot of time, but I had like two commitments in the beginning and then I didn't hear anything. And so Ashley, I think, took my place in a way or kind of represented the Bachelor franchise. For Wells also was asked. Claire yeah. Crawley was asked. And then um, JoJo was asked. All couldn't do it for other reasons. Mm-hmm. So my moral is- reasons. Yeah, horrible reasons. So I, I have these like things that I don't love. I can do heights. I cannot be claustrophobic. I cannot be stuck in something small and thrown to a dark place for very long or I mm-hmm. panic out. And so can you explain a little bit of what you were feeling once mm-hmm. you showed up? And then once you started to hear about some of the competitions and challenges you were going to be a part of, like what did, what went on inside of you? Um, honestly, nothing went on inside of me because I had to, a part of me had to die to make it <laughs> through this. Um, and so great. I'm, I'm just like you, um, uh, because I don't like, I'm claustrophobic. And so, um, I didn't think that this was going to be an issue. Cause I was like, there's nothing on Mars to be claustrophobic about. Obviously, I'm a scientist and I'm going shuttles and the helmets. Well, I figured that out once I got there. And (laughs) um, when we put on like the spacesuit for the first time, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's going to be a costume like in which it is. But it was heavy. Like, Ashley, you remember the backpack was like 30 pounds Mm -hmm. and the helmet was like 10 pounds at least. Yeah, at least. And um, Ashley and I actually bonded because um, I, by the time Ashley got there, I had realized that, like, I need to take a beta blocker before we do. <laughs> Did you these. have some on you? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> ah, I was like, maybe, you know, maybe it, I'm, it'll be like, um, you know, I'll have anxiety. Who yeah, knows? You, you, you were definitely the one that, like, seemed to understand my physical uncomfortability the most. Because when it, it the most claustrophobic part about it all was the helmet. Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, it, it felt like um, I felt like I was like that Mexican woman who was like buried um, and she wasn't dead. And mm-hmm. like and she like knocks on the coffin at her own funeral. I was oh that God. was who I was. Adam, mm. This is what you mean by you had to die a little bit because like I had to really psych myself up out in the, the helmet to be mm-hmm. like, OK, you're not in that. Like, don't don't think about the helmet. You can't think about the helmet because if you like take a second to be like my head is in a glass case. Yes, you're you're, you're going to go into the panic zone. No, you're going to go into the panic zone. Um, The thing I didn't like, but I um there's a. Uh, ben, if you ever do go to Mars, there's some uh, tips and tricks of the trade that I'm I'm willing to share is that they buckle the helmet in. They like mm-hmm. buckle it in. And um, every time they buckled it in, that's when I felt like, OK, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would and don't tell anyone unbuckle it. And yeah. so there would be times when like, you know, I'm in the middle of like a challenge and the whole visor like flips right up and they'd be like buckle your blazer or your blazer your visor (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, but it was the only way I could do it because I was like, there's no air in yeah. here. Mm. Yeah. And then like Richard Sherman, he he decided to really kind of he was over Mars. Um, a lot he of that because Mars. there was so much hurry up and wait. Um, so we would have to really get to this the location of the challenge hours before we would participate in the challenge because getting the suits on everyone would take just as long as the challenge. Yeah. The first mission that we did, I, I'm such like a, an astronaut now doing missions. <laughs> the first mission that we did took six hours. And it was because they had never put the costume on anyone before. They had to figure out how to put it on 10 people. It was just, it was chaos. And then like we we held at the, before we did the mission for like an hour. And then we held back after for an hour and a half or two hours. But the whole thing took like five or six hours. Okay, so I have so many questions here. The one is, and this is just short one, how often, like what percentage of the day were you actually in your helmet and space suit? Um, I would say that um, maybe every other day. Okay. Sometimes you'd have to do like a, like a B scene where it was like you had to do like a chore and they would make yeah. you go and shoot like a scene with someone else and it was like you were doing chores and it was like to like clean a piece of shit or something mm -hmm. i don't know it was like and so you'd have to put the suit on to go shoot that scene i had which... to do something with ronda rousey in yeah. the suit as a b as a yes. side project it was like my worst nightmare <laughs> <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. 
They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts It's always impressive to me, you know, and let's uh, group the two of you into this. Um, You know, you have a bunch of, you know, celebrities who uh, are very successful in whatever they've done. And they have certain standards for care and um, and for treatment. I've been around it. I've seen it. I've been that person before. You go on a show like this, and, I, and I've and i never done a reality show where there's been a mixed bag of people kind of coming in. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the uh, the drama like? Maybe what is the attitudes like of all these celebrities as they sit and wait in really heavy like outfits? They're running through the desert. They're being asked to clean, you know, toilets and floors. Like, I can't imagine everybody's just going with it because now they're on a show. So now they're like super accom- accommodatable and like cool. I think that because it's like you have the living situation of it all, everybody, not everybody, but I think everybody kind of found like a balance of how to be a roommate with everyone. And that felt totally separate of the show of like of the things that they would put us through while we were there. Um, But I do think that they were like, I think Richard Sherman, he's too rich to wait that long. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not too rich to wait that long. <laughs> Adam, this was so, me. Okay, so as yeah. soon as like I may have done it in the bunk, but as soon as I left <laughs> Mars, I googled these people's net worth. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like 
Wait a second. Why did they come here? Yeah, the, tens a couple of, of them, millions. I remember. Wait, they they came for fun. They just truly came for no, fun. No, because they went because they were like, this is going to be like space camp. I went. This is amazing to make money. Yeah. And so I remember that, like in the very beginning, you know, it's a season one of a reality show. So there were yeah. there's like a lot of like hiccups. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them when we first got into the hab. <laughs> um when we first that was our got, home our home um when we first got there before we got in they said to pack one suitcase you're allowed to bring one suitcase in and we will leave it in there for you and we're like okay so i brought two suitcases basically Same. i brought like everything that i thought maybe i would need yeah what do you i have no idea what you they, need we literally only needed underwear they gave us everything else yes and so I packed my one suitcase. I go in. We shoot that scene of like everybody entering for the first time. And then they're like, um, you know, go pick up your bag. And then so we went. And what happened was there was like a miscommunication where some like the they went through all of our stuff to put it in a box that looked like more space like. Mm-hmm. So like they accidentally went through all of our stuff. And then like before you got there, we actually did run out of food. They just didn't. Yeah, they were freaking out. They're like, Ashley, new people. There's no food like and all the food we get is crappy. And like because it was like supposed to be like food that really only would be surviving on Mars. Right. Yeah. It was like mostly M&Ms. That's (laughs) mostly what I ate while I was there. Um, But. What did you ask me and what am I talking about? Wait. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. Hold on. I will answer the question for myself. Ben said, who did you, like, because it was a, more of an all-star cast yes. and less of like a bachelor cast where we're all newbies, did you feel like intimidated? Was there anybody who's a diva? Was there anybody more humble than you would imagine? Like for me, we walked in late. Mm-hmm. So I was already in a position of like intimidation where I'm like, oh, I'm the new kid here. But then also, I, I I gathered very quickly that it wasn't a situation like The Bachelor where everybody just bonds instantly because we're all in it together. Like, mm-hmm. everybody here felt like they were just the most confident people on Earth because they truly were, like, the top tier of all of whatever the things, they're, all their fields. So I was just shy. I, I felt like I couldn't talk the first, like, five hours. Well, also, you came in. And there was a big fight before you got <laughs> but did there. Did that really like change the vibe that much? Yes. Okay. It was like a very, it was like a very jarring experience. Everybody had been, we had like just been having fun and whatever. Like, because at that point, there were a few people who were there who were like, I need to go next. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> please vote me out next and be like, okay. And then, you know, then there's some people who are like, no, 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 I, I, I'll, I'll stay. Okay. Well, I'll go next. Okay. I'll go after you. So it wasn't in, like, there was no drama to it. And then there was like a big fight one night. Um, and it r- created this like riff. Um, and so when you got there, everybody was still like on edge. Okay. That'd be wild. I mean, and and that's going to be something interesting to watch too, because you know, obviously, Ashley's experience doesn't have that. the The cast is incredible for this show. 
Uh, Stars on Mars has an incredible cast. They got some amazing people to go over, the two of you included. Uh, Adam, you are very successful in your sport. You are an athlete. And, uh, and Ashley is my beautiful, wonderful co-host, who I probably wouldn't say athlete would be a top 10 <laughs> thing. Um, but she is competitive. Mm-hmm. She is very competitive, and she does like to win, and she does like um, to have success in whatever she's doing, do her best. Yeah, you know, like doing. when it comes to like co- competition with me, though, it's like, can I win Bachelor Trivia? I will turn up for Bachelor yeah. Trivia. But, but like, if it's right. like, hey, let's sprint uh, 100 meters <laughs> versus like, like Lance Armstrong, Richard Sherman, I'm saying Ashley's going to give, you know, she's not getting that one. So is it, it was it interesting for you, Adam, because you were there for that first week, especially when people were health, like feeling good and excited to see these uh, other professional athletes and their competitive drive and like how they prepped to win a competition. Did you get to see that up close? Yeah, but I'm going to, this is what, okay. At the end of the day, you're pretending you're on Mars and it's a reality show. And so my favorite thing is like when they would talk about like, who's going to make it all the way or who's going to do this. It, the, uh, the other athletes and some of the people on other people in the cast would be like, well, we need them here because we need strength on Mars. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? We need strength on Mars. Marshawn doesn't clean any dishes. I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather somebody who's going to wash a fucking dish than strength on Mars. I'm like, you know, if that satellite falls down again, we're not actually going to lose connection to Earth. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I, you could see everybody's competitive. And I think that like um, everybody had their, their own way of, of being competitive. And I think with like the athletes, um, specifically is that like when it was really physical you could Mm -hmm. see people who have done a lot of physical things at varying levels but like you could see the focus and like the quiet intensity of like everybody when they were in these like physical challenges for sure when i do physical things i don't talk at all yeah Mm -hmm. you're in it you're in it so did the two of you ever start to actually think you were on mars like did that ever happen in your mind where you one moment had like a weird like we- point of weakness and you're like, I'm living on Mars and you forgot that you're on Earth in the middle of the outback. No, but I will say that what I thought about a lot was how anybody lived where we were in the outback of mm-hmm. Australia. So the nearest like they they go to they go to Kmart, the nearest Kmart is an eight and something hour drive. So that's like us, like the nearest target being like, or Walmart being eight hours away. Like their nearest like big conveniences were eight hours away. And the population of this town was 2000. And like when you're in the plane, so the scariest actual adventure that I went, went through getting there was I took four planes to get there. But the, the last plane, where did you fly from? I flew. I flew from. Um, I was leaving from DC. Okay. And then I went to San Francisco, and then I went to oh. Melbourne, and then uh-huh. I went to Adelaide, and then I went to the middle of nowhere. Right. So when you're going from Adelaide to the middle of nowhere, it's a little bit less of a two-hour flight. 
And guys, it was a prop plane, but like one that wasn't a celebrity jet plane. It's one of the ones where like people, there's like one that goes down every day in the world. Yeah. Or they lose it on sat- like on the satellite. <laughs> They're like, we'll never see it again. Yeah. So here I am with it's like, like Amelia Ripper. Earhart took and it's yes. still missing. Yeah. She's yeah. driving it. And we're like, Amelia. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm with Kat Cora, Paul Pierce. Andy Richter, and I'm like, we are all go, we're gonna go down. The guy who's packing our suitcases onto the four seater plane, it's four seats, and then there's two seats in the front. The guy who's packing it up, I go, are you the pilot? And he goes, no. And then all of a sudden, he gets in the captain's seat, and he is the pilot. He was just joking with me. And then there's no co captain. And I'm like, if this guy has a heart attack, we're goners. Mm-hmm. And it was a two hour. So, but then again, yeah. Okay. So almost a two hour flight to the middle of nowhere. And when you are flying over, no society, Mm-mm. no one. And I'm like, I got stressed thinking of all the people that live in that town. Yeah. When they go to the dentist or the doctor, they have to like plan it out to fly into Adelaide. Yeah. 2000 people is quite a bit of people too. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, li- I grew up in Indiana. There's towns of, 700 and 900 everywhere so 2,000 people isn't a small I mean it's small but it's not like the you know that nobody lives out there it's a mining town yeah and and also it gets so hot there that a lot of the living situations are underground and living caves guys yes that's so interesting what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Adam, after being on this show, mm-hmm. would you ever, if if they called you next and they said, "Hey, we're we got a better budget. The show did really well. We're actually going to Mars. We're gonna we're gonna take off. We're gonna live in Mars for a month. You're mm-hmm. coming with us." Would you say yes to that? No. I couldn't I say. Never, you ever. think I'm actually gonna go to Mars? No. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I asked. No, I never, ever, 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 ever would do that. That's insane. Zero desire. No, Zero I have desire. no desire to leave Earth. I no, barely had either. a desire to go to the outback. <laughs> so, I mean, the follow-up to that would be, okay, so you've done the show. You're back now. If you mm-hmm. were on the show, would you watch it? I, yes. Because, Why? okay, I would watch it because my taste level is middle America. And so, like, I love, like, MasterChef. I love, you know, those shows. Mm-hmm. And um, before I watched the show, I was like, I, you know, I hope it's good. I hope it's, you know, whatever. I'm sucked in. Even if I wasn't on the show, I would be watching it because it's just dumb enough to be really fun. Okay. Because yeah, it's and- like Big Brother. Uh-huh, or like re- uh, Surreal Life. Yes, it's something like that, but it's like there's this weird twist that makes it different. And I think it's so funny when people start talking about like, <laughs> well, on Mars, we like just so f- I love that. So I actually really like this show. I'm good if if they do more seasons, which I think that they're going to do. Um, I'm going to watch them because I do enjoy watching it a lot. Would you watch it, Ashley? Yeah, for sure. It's a lot more tongue in cheek than I thought it was going to be edited to be because when we were in those interview rooms, I was like the the producer behind the screen because guys, unlike The Bachelor where we're talking directly to somebody in the room, they had you basically talking to a speaker. 
you're in the room by yourself. And the the questions were like dead serious. They're like, what do you think that you bring to the Mars team? Like, is there a skill that you have that'll help them survive on Mars? I was like, they're dead serious. Which is and, even on funnier. The show, yeah. On the show, it comes across. <laughs> they're like, in, what do silly. you bring to Mars? And you just flew in from D.C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, I got a question. Who were you most starstruck by? And did you know the cast before you walked in there? Because I knew the cast going in there because they had released your names a couple days before I landed. Um, I did not know the cast. Okay. They wouldn't. Um, and when we got there, since it was like the beginning of the show, um, they tried to stagger us in so that mm-hmm. we wouldn't know who anybody was before we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I didn't cheat. But I did a little bit. You saw the you saw the sheets that they had. Well, I saw when we were getting our like final fitting for the costume, like the day we were about to go in, mm-hmm. um, I saw first names on all of the costumes. And so I was trying to put together oh, what I okay. thought. So I saw like Portia and I was like, right, I'm that's, assuming that's yeah. Portia Williams from Atlanta yeah. Housewives. Yeah. I saw Tanache and I went. She doesn't use her last name. It's going to be Tanache. Um, I saw Ariel and I was like, okay, I think Ariel Winter. Um, I saw Rhonda and I was like, oh, Rhonda Rousey. Yeah. And I think Rhonda was probably the person that um, I was most taken back with. Um, in what sense? In the sense that like, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I've, I've watched her like compete before. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that she's like a really impressive person. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, um, she's super nice and like very kind. And I think that it was like the way that I had always seen her. I wasn't expecting her to be so nice. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was, uh, the thing that shook me up the most. Okay. Yeah. She's like far more like motherly and, uh, gentle. Yes, very gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a cartoon, like a good, like a Dragon Ball Z character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it was, I was excited to see Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch in competition together. Like, I wanted to see, mm-hmm. like, their bromance. I loved the Seahawks back in the day when they had the Legion of Boom and all that. So I was excited to see that. But when I got there, Richard was gone. But it it, it was okay because Marshawn really delivered. Like he really delivered. Holy moly. So funny. Multifaceted, right? Like he can go from having a serious, like emotional conversation to just saying the most outrageous thing the next second. Yeah. He brought his own Hennessy, which I think is so funny. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, that's smart what are you gonna have on mars he's like i know how this is gonna go yeah, yeah i know i know how this is gonna go here's my one suitcase he packed one hoodie and four bottles of hennessy which was so <laughs> brilliant I, lo- I love that man then i would have kicked it with him all the time oh, you would have loved him you would have gotten you would have had a field day I would have loved it. Hey, Adam, uh, we're going to let you go here soon. Again, you're starring in Stars on Mars alongside uh, our wonderful co-host here at the Almost Famous Podcast, Ashley Iconetti Haven. And uh, Adam, before we let you go, I do want to highlight that you have two incredible podcasts, uh, Normalize This and The Run Through. Tell us a little bit about those podcasts, where we can listen to them, what they're about, and uh, before we say goodbye. 
Um, so the run through is very niche. So if you're a figure skating fan, you'll mm -hmm. love it because it's me and one of my really good figure skating friends, Ashley Wagner, and we just talk figure skating stuff. I don't have like anybody to talk figure skating stuff anymore. So yeah. that's my outlet. And then normalize this. I co-host um, with my amazing co-host, Danielle Young, and we just talk about um, different topics and culture and whether we should normalize them. And it's usually just um, me going off on a tangent the entire time. Um, and then Danielle having to deal with me and rein me back in, <laughs> which is a fantastic job. Can you give us an example of one of those rambles? So we usually talk about like anything, um, uh, but like uh, sometimes we'll talk about like heavier things. Like we talked about like death and we talked about religion and we talked about like when your parents get older. Mm. I think sometimes, you know, like when we talked about something, your parents getting older, I went into like a tangent of like how I am going to continue to get like laser work done on my face so I don't look older. And I talked about it for about 20 minutes, which is important <laughs> to me. I agree. Yes. Me too. I'm like stressed that I haven't had a laser in over a year. I like that when you, uh, Adam, I got to respect that when you start talking about your parents getting older, your mind goes to, but I'm getting lasers done. And that's what I'm <laughs> passionate about. That's See, I thought you were going to talk about parents dying. <laughs> parents dying is the scariest thing. Right. Because your parents can get old, but that's on their watch. But my skin <laughs> is not going to lose its elasticity. Yeah. Adam, we should have talked about this on Mars. I know, but I was on a beta blocker when you saw yeah. it. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, our, I guess our listeners will be upset. They want to know because they're fans of yours. Do you still skate at all? Like for fun? I was going to ask. Yeah. Yes, I do. A little bit here and there. Like sometimes uh, I'll, I'll skate and I'll be like, wait, when was the last time I did this? So I was like, oh, three months ago. I just, really? I don't. I go actually when I where I go work out, I work out at the gym that's like connected to the rink that I used to train at because I'll, I'll go visit like my friends who are like coaches and work at the rink. Um, so I go there often. I just don't get on the ice all the time, but I do love it. So we all have to go one day. I'll give you both a lesson. Oh, that would be dude. so fun. We were on Bachelor Winter Games together. I'm ben doesn't need a list. He doesn't need a lesson. He's oh. very talented. Not at not at ice skating. I mean, I, ben, I can... you I remember it took you a few rounds around the rink. But before you know it, you were skating by me. And I was like, oh, guys, I used to skate as a kid. Like, I'll be able to stand. And here's the thing. I am able to stand and I'm able to not cling on the wall. But I will go slow as molasses. And all these other super athletic people were just like caught on so quickly. You know, oh, the I best know. would have been if they brought in Adam and he just goes backwards and passes me about seven laps before <laughs> we I get had nancy kerrigan me. come in that's true um adam uh, it's oh, great to have that's you. fun yeah i'm super pumped for this show i'm super pumped that you're on it uh ashley talks very highly of you thanks for coming on the almost famous podcast promoting the show and uh do you watch the bachelor bachelor at all be honest no okay that's fair i'm that's scared fair. of it because that's I, i'll see like visions of myself having yeah. a, having breakdowns so that's why that's fair. That's fair. Well, if you ever want to tune in, uh, let us know and then come back and break down an episode with us. But until next time. Oh, wait, now um, I'll do that. Now I yeah, will do that. I would, okay. I would appreciate oh, that. So, yeah. hey, uh, the two stars of Stars on Mars, Ashley and Adam, joined us today. Uh, we're going to keep talking about this show because obviously Ashley's on it and we want to support the show in any way we can. Um, but it sounds fun. It sounds exciting. It sounds like chaos. It sounds like a mess. And that's what we love to watch. So uh, until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. And I'm Adam Ripon.
That's right. Let's go. Bye. <laughs> Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 